Tia Matapihi, the National Māori Housing Advocate, is hearing from Māori housing and social service providers that Māori communities in rural areas are severely affected by Cyclone Gabrielle and are being left without adequate resources to meet their basic needs. Communities throughout Tetai Tokero, Haratonga, Hauraki and beyond are reporting devastation. Huhana Linden is the CEO of Ngātiwa Trust Board. She says the disaster has also brought to light larger issues. She says the cyclone has exposed the lack of investment in the region, roading network and infrastructure. And Huhana joins me now. Tēnā koe. Uh, kia ora Susana, kia ora everybody tonight. Kia ora, thank you very much for your time tonight. You're helping communities without power for days and some have only just gained access to town. Can you can you paint a picture for us? Many of them will be listening. Uh, so Te Ngāti Wai is a coastal tribe of Taitokero and Tamaki Makaurau. Uh, so our rohe stretches from the Bay of Islands along through Whangarei, Mahurangi and out to Aotea Great Barrier. So as you can appreciate, that's a lot of district council territory and also district health boards. Uh, and along coastal rural community. So uh, many of our people live uh, over an hour from town um, and in coastal environments, we get buffeted by the heavy swells, the large waves that hit the coast, the high winds and then flooding and debris slips, all of that. So um, our rural communities were definitely cut off for some days. And as of last night, uh, we understand um, everyone has power now, um, which is great. But um, for a period of time since Saturday, they didn't have power. And not all of our communities had access to civil defence hubs either. Um, so, you know, Marae opened. Um, they stood up. They provided gas cooking areas. Everyone had a headlamp on. And we could only sit in the city in Whangarei and try and reach out. But there was cell phone reception, a lack of uh, Wi-Fi and internet. Um, so certainly, you know, there's huge uh, risk, um, let alone for our people on Altair Great Barrier who had significant um, failures in infrastructure and isolation due to um, the nature of living on the barrier. Exactly. So to be clear, where are you right now, Huhana? I'm in Whangarei City. And uh, so we had our little hub of operations here. And um, fortunately, we um, had prepared marae before the storm and sent resource out um, to a collection of marae committees who were willing to open up in times of need. And, um, and luckily they did. Safe Haven was provided. Some of those marae had generators, uh, which was a lifeline for many. Uh, but, you know, without Wi-Fi, cell phone connection, power and running water, um, you know, trapped for some days, it, it became critical for, for some of our communities. How have you been able to stay in touch? Uh, very difficultly for some of our communities, I, I would have to say. Um, others, you know, you feel helpless because there's floods and then there's debris and trees across the road. And you know they're only 20 to 30 minutes away from you. Um, but but fortunately, you know, we did invest into the marae who did offer to open their doors. Um, those communities came together, uh, large and small, and they all worked together really um, to stand up a community response, whether it's Meals on Wheels out to Komatua in their homes who are isolated in their local kainga, uh, whether it was providing, you know, board games and cards and everyone coming together for showers and then heading home after dinner. 
Um, you know, that's the nature of rural living, that um, that many hands make light work. So it was community, it was hapu, marae um, coming together. But, you know, we had a black spot in a place um, called Matapodi, um, which has beautiful, you know, sh- sh- shores and uh, wonderful beaches uh, and quite well known as, as, a, as a spot here on the coast. And we had no civil defence coordination or hub there. So when they're cut off to the north and the south, uh, and then the next community over, Tutu Kaka and Ngunguru, um, were well-oiled machines. Um, it was very distressing to know that our families out there had very little connection to us. So as soon as the roads opened, we were out the door and straight into the Kainga to see what's happening and how can we help. What's it like moving around? How um, easy in the is Kainga it? Now, well, <laughs> it was BYO chainsaw. Um, you know, when you're driving on the road, you don't know whether you're going to hit a tree um, or whether something's, you know, the, the slips have come away again. Um, and certainly some of our whanau, you know, they were carrying chainsaws around to get to town. Um, and when they came to town, we would load them up with shopping to go home. Uh, skip bins are essential at this time. So we've put skip bins across the coast into rural communities and especially those who have lost the most. Um, to provide a space where they can dump um, all of those, you know, food items, household equipment, appliances, everything into a skip bin. Um, And because of what we've learned now uh, in the experience, uh, we were fortunate to be able to um, retrieve some generators um, that are marae size um, to distribute along the coast. We worked alongside um, our Ngāpuhi Hapu in Whangarei and out to Mangakahia um, to connect the network of marae community-led hubs um, and really grateful through that whakapapa or the genealogy that we have um, to connect up and support each other in times of need. So, you know, um, it, it's certainly been all hands on deck and we're grateful for the support we've received, but it's certainly highlighted um, the gaps that we have in our community as well. Let's talk about those gaps, Huhana. Yeah, so, I mean, what what I wondered about was, you know, these are, we were deemed often as marae hubs as community-led responses. Uh, we weren't necessarily, um, you know, endorsed as a civil defence hub. Um, and we were always referred back to a place in Whangarei to go and get information and support. Um, so, you know, when you've got communities that are locked down and, um, you know, maybe one coordinator across a number of kainga, um, they're trying their best as volunteers. Um, and you do feel hopeless at times because you know you can't do much. Um, we front loaded as much as we could, but ultimately nobody expected power supply, water breakdown, huge epic floods, no cell phone reception, no Wi-Fi since Saturday till last night. Um, so, you know, we we may not have the huge devastation and we acknowledge what's happening in the south and the loss of life. It's, it's overwhelming seeing what's happening uh, to our southern relatives. Uh, but we do have whānau who have lost all and those who, particularly some of our elders, who do feel helpless because their homes have been wrecked by floods. Um, So we are leaning in hard to help. Um, But, you know, there are funded services around and and who are those funded services and how can we get them in uh, to connect up with those who need the most. And I need to raise about the issue of homelessness and acknowledge Whangarei Teringa Parawa Marae, uh, our local city CBD Marae, 
who opened their doors to those who were afflicted and needed um, shelter. The marae never lost power, so that was awesome. But in being a, a city hub, we had many of our homeless whanau or those who were destitute in cars coming to the marae. So, you know, for me, in COVID, um, when, went, when we went to lockdown, our homeless were sheltered and provided safe haven. But in times of emergency, they were not. And we were lucky that our marae was there to open their arms. But that marae also took on board whānau who didn't have power at home. And they came with their children and their elders to have a shower at the marae, to share a meal. Um, because, you know, when you don't have power and, you're, and you've got a lack of access to support, you get lonely as well. So that social connectedness. Um, so I want to acknowledge our, our city marae, Whangarei Teringa Prawa. But, our, you know, there were whānau who were homeless before. They're homeless now and what's happening into the future. So, you know, these are some of those service gaps that we're seeing and where, where are our um, services to support those most vulnerable affected by the cyclone, but also those who are homeless. Um, so that's an ongoing question, I think, in terms of our service provision and what is funded. You've made so many excellent points, Hannah. So I actually want to pick up on one of them, which is, your reference to marae throughout the rohe. Mm -hmm. And what I'm hearing is that civil defence is not matching that marae network. The marae network is doing as much as it possibly can and it is meeting the needs of communities and people in the communities as, as far as they're able. But civil defence is sounding like it's missing. Yeah, so what we have, you know, I've, I've understood a lot more in um in this response i mean i acknowledge we've learned so much through COVID and the way that we mobilized our region together um but when i when i heard the state of emergency was declared um i had an assumption that resource would come and our people would be supported um, but certainly it didn't come as quickly as expected and in fact we weren't even sure how to connect the dots so navigation is a real gap uh, but also uh, when it comes time for after the event, how do we help our marae who open the doors, give them a commercial clean, you know, because they, they were covered in mud and wet people coming through. Can we clean them? Can we um, give some compensation for opening the doors? We're all volunteer organisations. Um, so where is the resource? Because a state of emergency, I would assume there would be um, resource coming into the region. Um, but, but you know, in hearing marae are community-led um, hubs uh, versus the civil defence-endorsed hubs, those are some of the questions as an iwi we will be asking the authorities, uh, those who led our response as to what's the difference and why is there a difference and then how can we connect up the dots and, and see that, you know, Māori, hapu, iwi have a, a, a way of, of supporting our own and those in our localities, you know, Māori mai, Pākehā mai, everyone got supported. Um, but then also in doing so, how can we resource them? The marae who had generators were humming. It was wonderful. They were really well prepared. But there were a number that we did support that lost power. And so they had to close. They could no longer have the pump going for the showers, um, but they could cook a cup of tea, um, you know, put the kettle on and that type of thing. So, you know, it, it, we've learned a lot in terms of marae resiliency, but also marae sometimes are the only buildings in the community. So when you've got that in your community, that is clearly the hub. 
Um, so how do we support them to stand strong in times of crisis, but also to connect the dots between the authorities and those who are directing the, the traffic? Mm, kia ora, Huhana. Let's, you mentioned Aotea, Great Barrier Island. What, how can you update? What, what's the update for, for the island and the people there? Yeah, so, um, you know, they've, they've, uh, they're hardy people and um, my ancestors came to the mainland from the barrier, so my, my ancestors are there um, and my whānau and aunties still remain on the island and they knew it was coming and they're, they're a hardy people, so they live off grid already. Um, but, you know, they know the places where it floods. Um, they stay indoors and, you know, you just got to hunker down. Uh, now, when they're hunkering down, we try to keep in touch as much as possible. And I guess, you know, once again, it's infrastructure and it's our ability to keep in touch. And I keep thinking about those Bling and Starlink, you know, um, phones that are available through satellite. Because when everything went down, there was no way to, con to contact Altea, Matapodi, Tuparehuia, all of these different kainga across the rohe. Mangakahia, they had to fly a helicopter in there in the back blocks of the Whangarei district uh, because we had lost contact with each other. So in Altea, um, we were fortunate, you know, there's a, there's a connection of stores there. Uh, we put um, some putia, some resource into the store so our whānau can go and um, get some shopping. Uh, and, and just load up a little bit more. Um, but certainly, you know, the roads are out and um, getting those roads um, uh, reconstituted um, has been a priority. Trees down, flooding, um, you name it, they've got it. Um, but, you know, I, I thank them for calling back as soon as reception came online. We were receiving calls. They're okay. Um, you know, how are you doing? They're checking on us as mainlanders. Um, so, you know, it's that whanaungatanga, the relationships and being able to keep the comms between us all um, in touch and connected is essential in times of crisis. Aye. Has uh, the Minister for Māori Development, Willie Jackson, been in touch? And have you heard from him? Uh, no. no. Have you got a message heard. for him? Uh, I would ask for how do we strengthen the connectivity of uh, civil defence responses into our marae, into our hapu and iwi, knowing that often our marae are the only community buildings in the kāinga, um, and, and how do we strengthen them as those hubs, but also resource them and train them in terms of civil defence. I want to acknowledge those civil defence coordinators and the hubs that stood up quickly and did a great job. Whananaki, one of our rural coastal communities, is always flooded out. You can't get to them, but they had um, an efficient and effective way of delivering support because they flood in multiple areas. Um, and talking with the coordinator there, you, you had a peace of mind that that they were on top of it. A phone tree, everybody knew. So, you know, we've, we've got heaps of learnings. And I think the debrief is important because coastal, rural, urban, we all have different experiences. And what can we do for next time is my question. Uh, where is the sweet spot in terms of the shared planning, uh, the connectivity of services, but also those who are funded to do the work? Can we get you involved earlier and not wait till the storm has finished and then you offer cars and kaimahi to come out and work with us? Because actually we needed you a few days ago. Aye. For those of us who are outside Te Taitokero and Haratanga, Hauraki, the area that you're caring for, how can we help? 
I think it is about um, the push now is for investment in the much needed infrastructure, whether it's in the city or in rural communities, is how can we improve our roading network? We know Mangamukas and also the Brendu ones are still closed. Our rural roads and urban roads, um, stormwater drainage, still poor, still flooding in urban and rural environments. How can we ready ourselves for the storms that will come tomorrow? Uh, and, you know, climate change is here. We can't bluff ourselves and think that it's not. And the time is now for New Zealand to have some serious conversations about what does a resiliency look like and how can we do this together? How can we honour Te Tiriti with hapu, with iwi and marae alongside and plan our collective approach rather than us just being recipients and, you know, and, and we're serving our people, we're donating to our people and we're still waiting for that final support, you know, from the government or local government. So, you know, um, I guess that's the call in terms of what is it and, and the cleanup. So, you know, recognising many of our communities are in cleanup mode, the Kaipara in particular for the north. We had marae and whanau flooded out of their homes and the call has come from Ngāti Whātua for help. So, you know, we respond as whanaunga. And, um, and I think it is through that relationship and, and the sheer strength and determination of communities um, that if we can all advocate for that reality check to wake us all up and look to join the dots. So we're ready for tomorrow's storms. Huhana Linden, you have spoken so clearly and I am very grateful for your time tonight. Wishing you all the very best. Ngā mahi nui. Ngā mahi, Susana, from a huhana here. Aye. Ngā mahi to you, Susana, <laughs> um, for providing the opportunity for a little bit of a voice from Whangarei and Ngāti Waiiwi. Kia ora. Kia ora.